said it several times, this is probably the most oneness song that I've ever heard in my life. It was written by somebody who don't believe in the oneness, and I don't know how, how the Lord could anoint somebody to sing a, to write a song like this and then believe in three persons in the Godhead. But this song is it's a Christmas song, or it's become a Christmas song, I guess, but it's Mary Did You Know. And when you think about all the things that my wife just talked about being fulfilled. He's everything that we need. All the promises in the, in the Bible.
that your baby boy had come to make you and this child that you would soon deliver
want to just show you this. Bishop mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Something called the Timothy Project. And this, the idea behind this is we, some of us uh, leaders of the different congregations were gathered a couple of weeks ago um, and Bishop shared a vision of his um, and I believe the way that he worded it was we need an army of Search for truth, 
lessons and questions. That's the main thing I want you to see tonight. There's other areas there. Most of the, the other ones, kingdom concepts, financial and prophecy, those are links to videos, messages that have been preached here and in Sila and in Duala, but throughout all the different congregations, um, links to those messages, and then some links to other lessons as well. This could, this, it, how many of you ever get bored? If you ever get bored, don't get bored again because you got this. Okay? But even if you're not bored, you still need to go there and do it. So when you do the search for truth, lessons, and questions, you, I know that's kind of small. I mean, it's easier to see when you do this. But there are multiple lessons with videos. Most of you know Brother Mel Berglund in the Puyallup congregation. He taught these search for truth lessons. How many ever done a search for truth Bible study before? I'm sure m many of us have at least seen the chart, seen the pictures, seen, read some of those verses. Well, he's broken it up into several short lessons. They're about 15, 15 to 20 minutes uh, in a lesson. And once you finish that lesson, there's a, there's a link right there that says lesson one questions. You watch the video, that you learned what was in the video. Because these questions will be what's in the video. Everybody say confident. You will be more confident after you do this that you know what's in the Bible. One of the, one of the questions in lesson one is what is the term for a certain period of time? go to somebody at work or at school or at the coffee shop and say, do you know what a dispensation is? They're probably like, I have no idea. That's like a soap dispenser, right? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's something you learn and then you become confident to teach it. The next tab, Brother Timothy, this is what the YouTube video looks like. This is just a, 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 a thumbnail of the first lesson. me, you're going to watch it many times, and then you're going to get to the questions, and you're going to go watch it again, and think, okay, I know he said this one, was at the beginning, the middle, the end of the video, and then you go, you just do it over and over. I love this format, because you can repeat it as many times as you want to, or you need to. The next tab, Brother Timothy, this is what the question questionnaire looks like. going to take you to a place where you can answer these questions. First of all, you'll put in who you are, what congregation you go to, but then it's going to ask you about 10 questions from lesson one that you would have seen and learned. I like another one. Keep going down. I'm going to show you this other one. Uh, why did God wait? And then verse uh, question seven, it says, I can read it. Why did God pronounce judgment on the world? Anybody know you think you know the answer to that? Why did God pronounce judgment on the world? Well, watch the video. It's right in there. 
you know it. You'll learn it. And that becomes a great question that you can share with somebody else. Did you know? Well, most people, whether they know it or not, believe it or not, admit it or not, they've heard of something called the flood, the great flood. And if you can start even just somewhere like that and say, you know there was a flood, right? And history says that there, every religion, every historical manuscript, they all say that one time the earth was flooded. Do you know why? That was God pronouncing judgment on mankind. Do you know why he pronounced judgment on mankind? You all know. We all know. When you watch this. The answer is in a, in a 15 minute lesson along with answers to a lot of other questions. And you, you simply do this, fill this out, and then
do know that he showed up and he talked. Next verse says, and they were astonished at his doctrine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and forth because I want you to see this. I like the way this other translation puts it, good news translation. But I also like the way that King James said it, this is what we're familiar with. They were astonished after Jesus taught. They were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. These people have been going to the synagogue every Sabbath for their lives. And they've been hearing scribes and priests. And who knows, probably some other visiting preachers every now and then. But they've been hearing all these various people come in and speak. And then Jesus teaches, and they are astonished. Because he taught as one with authority. That's why I'm saying it's important to be confident in what you're speaking. When you have authority, you just know. What I say is correct. Imagine, Jesus can go in there and say, he can teach about any subject, and he knows it's right. He's got authority. To speak and not question and wonder, well, maybe, you know, this could be right or could be wrong. I think I heard somebody say this. No, he just speaks with authority, with confidence. That's how they hear it. Let me read those first two verses in this other translation. Jesus and his disciples came to town, the town of Capernaum. And on the next Sabbath, Jesus went to the synagogue and began to teach. The people who heard him were amazed at the way he taught. For he wasn't like the teachers of the law. Instead, he taught with authority. Verse 23. This is just a, oh, by the way. As Jesus teaching with authority, this happens. There was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out. So as soon as the guy with authority starts man with the unclean spirit, that spirit cries out. Good News Translation says this, just then a man with an evil spirit came into the synagogue and screamed. Verse 24, this is what the spirit says. Let us alone. Leave me alone. That's all the spirit wants. That unclean spirit. Leave me alone. Think about it. Did Jesus, it, we just read it right there. They Straightway they went to Capernaum on the Sabbath. He went to synagogue and taught. It does not say Jesus went to pick a fight with unclean spirits. But the unclean spirits' response was, leave me alone. You see that? Just a man with authority teaching causes an unclean spirit to say, uh-uh, I'm not comfortable here. I don't like this. Leave us alone. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Are you here to destroy us? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. 
course you know me. We've been together a long time, me and you. My kind and your kind. We go way, way back. Or you come here to destroy us. You were not here. I was here. We were here. Doing our thing. Being unclean. Just doing our thing. Are you come here to destroy us? You're not going to let us do our thing anymore? That's what the Spirit is saying. I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Verse 25, Jesus ordered the Spirit, be quiet. King James says, hold thy peace and come out of the man. quiet and come out of the man. The evil spirit, verse 28, the unclean spirit tore him, or it says shook him hard, and gave a loud scream and came out of him. Cried with a loud voice and came out of him. Verse 27, the people were all so amazed. They were already amazed. Right? They were astonished just in his teaching. Now they're further amazed. Now, this guy teaches with authority. He doesn't have to question. He doesn't wonder. He just, he acts like he knows everything. And then, what was that? With that unclean spirit. This guy, we've never seen anything like this. They were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? Or is it some kind of new teaching? What new doctrine is this? Jesus just went there to teach. He goes there and he says, I have some things on my spirit that I need to share with you. I want you to hear me say them. I want to instruct you. I want to give you instruction. And now everybody's saying... This is a new doctrine. This is something unlike we've ever heard before. What is this new thing? This new thing is the real thing. The original thing. Whatever else has been happening up to this point was not it. Imagine, it's the light bulb coming on for those that are in the synagogue. You mean I've been coming here for 30 years? Two years, three months, 50 years. I've been coming here all this time and hearing that one speak and this one teach and this one read. And I've been doing this all along. And now this guy comes in and in less than 24 hours, he's changing things. He's got some kind of new thing that he's speaking and doing. What is this? For with authority commanded me, even the unclean spirits, and they do obey them. 
this man has authority to give orders to the evil spirits, and they obey him. I have is 
I know who controls the wind, the waves, the rain, the sun. I know who controls all of that. <laughs> and at some point, he's going to say, that's enough. You want to talk about climate change, that earth is going to burn with a fervent heat. How would you like to devote 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life studying something that will be toast? At some point. Furthermore, they threw in this little word, combat. And that's probably what, what really got under my skin as much as anything. Combat climate change. So we're going to enough stuff to be ready so that we can control and when the wind starts blowing we can switch on all these supersonic fans and blow it back this way to come back or we're going to global warming so we're going to create dry ice that can just, we can fly it with a helicopter and drop it where it's starting to get too hot and let it freeze again to come back. You don't have enough time. You don't, you don't have enough time. You work 24-7 for the next 50 years and you don't have enough time to come up with something that will combat what God wants to do in his time. So, so just, just get the right perspective. Now, if one of you came to me and said, hey, Elder, I got this job and uh, they're, they're asking me if I want this job to go work for this energy company. And they're going to give me this salary. I'm not going to say, nope, that's against the will of God. Because it's going to combat. We're going we're gonna to be reasonable. We're going to look. We're going to say, is this an opportunity from God for you for the next however long? We're reasonable. We don't go. We don't go and pick it out in front of Exxon or Amazon or Inizon because oh, you are against. No, we're reasonable. We seek God for direction every day. We seek Him for instruction. Every day, he is the source of our income, our supply, our job. He's the source of everything that I have. And if I have that perspective, then you know what? Joseph rose all the way to second in command of Egypt. Do you have some elders in? Oh, Joseph, you've got to stay away from Egypt. That is sinful. You don't want to 
know what comes out of there. No, God's will and plan and time for Joseph was to put him there where he put him to preserve everyone. And then when it was God's time, he said, okay, we're turning the page on that chapter. And we're moving over to this. point is, God is in control. He is in charge. He has authority. All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. That's what he said. And when he said all power, that word power is the same word, authority. He spoke, he taught with authority. Of course he's going to teach with authority because all authority belongs to him. I mentioned this on Sunday. Let me just, I don't know, I, I, I just want to rephrase this really quickly. Or rehash this or whatever. I want to remind us. Authority. All authority. In heaven and earth. And we read about how there is an appointed time. He who let it will let until he's taken out of the way wicked one be revealed with all power, authority, ecclesia. It's the same word. He's going to allow his authority to be given an operation in this world to accomplish his will. It's his will, ultimately. If it wasn't, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't give power, authority, to anyone if they were not going to accomplish his will. We trust him. We trust him. And I know he will, he will take you to a place where it's his authority operating through your life. His authority. Not, he's going to give you all the authority and the keys and say, okay, I hope you don't wreck it. No, he's going to give you his authority and he will work through you. Why don't we stand? I've heard, I've heard Bishop mention this in passage that says, he that is faithful over a few shall be made ruler over many. The only reason someone would be made ruler over many is if they can operate with authority correctly. If you can't, you won't.
truth. It's proven every four years that we don't like authority. Just in case you ever start to wonder, do we like it or do we not? You know, we don't like authority. And we, somewhere along the way, somebody decided my right to vote is now my ability to express that I don't like authority. I get to be in charge. And if it's not the way I want it, look out. We don't like authority. All authority in heaven and in earth is given unto Him. The sooner I get this settled in my spirit, the quicker I get peace in my life. 2008. The Lord helped me with this. If that number is not sticking out to you, then don't worry about it. But the Lord helped me out at that point when He said, I am in charge. The powers that be are ordained by me. So I will have the authority that I want when, where, how, I want it. And I just decided, thank you, Lord, for giving me that understanding. You just saved me. Administrations, plural, of heartache, and stress, and worry, and anxiety, and anger, and insubordination, and expression of all kinds. Furthermore, you've caused me to not have ought against my brother. Because I don't know what you're doing in his life. But you're the same God over me as you are over him. And whether you've spoken the things you have to him, that you have to me or not, that's not my business. You've told me what I need to hear. You've shared with me. You've given me instruction and wisdom and embedded in that is confidence. I'm confident. The Lord's will will be. Lord, I thank you for us today. I thank you, God, for wisdom. I thank you for authority. I thank you, God, for peace. I thank you for understanding. I thank you for revelation. I thank you for the sound of your voice, God. The sure sound of your voice. I'm thankful, Lord, and I always want to know it. I always want to know it more and more, Jesus, so that I can lean upon you, that I can lean upon your voice for direction. God, I can lean upon your word for a foundation. God, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it. I believe it right now, God. And I confess all power, all authority belongs to you, Jesus. 
It all belongs to you, God. Every part of every life, Jesus. You are the ultimate authority. And your will shall be done. I believe it, Lord God. I believe it, Lord God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for peace, Lord. I pray, impart your peace tonight to your people. God, let us rest assured. Let us rest assured that you are in control. Father, that you, your word is forever settled. There is no shadow of turning in you, Lord. Everything that you've said will come to pass. Every word that you've spoken, God, will accomplish the will that you send it out with. I thank you for it. I rest upon it, God. I lay hold of it tonight. I lay hold of it tonight. Come on. Come on. This is your opportunity. Buy the truth right now. Lay hold on it. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, my God. Hallelujah. Yes, God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. They taught, they taught us this song when we were kids. The B-I-B-L-E. I stand upon the Word of God. about this Timothy project, let me know.